The Superpowers of the Soul Channel is brought to you by Superpower Experts. Visit superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers today. You're listening to Spiritual Ecstasy with Dr. Gabriel Cousins. Welcome to my program called Spiritual Ecstasy. Today, we'll be discussing what it means to become an alive parent. My name is Dr. Gabriel Cousins. I'm a physician of the soul. I'm a spiritual teacher. I'm a holistic physician, psychiatrist, family therapist, father of two, grandfather of three, an acknowledged yogi and rabbi, Native American sun dancer, and a humanitarian for the last 48 years. I'm an author of 13 books, including my latest book, Into the Nothing, and my book, called Conscious Parenting. And a lot of the material that I'm sharing today is from my book, Conscious Parenting. So what is conscious parenting? And we're going to start with uh, a little quote from my book. The art and mystery of parenting is being the source of love sweetness, and powerful, gentle discipline fused with the ability to bring, with holy, loving firmness, a fruitful order out of life's chaos, so that one's children are best empowered to reach the highest expression of their sacred design and holiness in the world. In short, the role of the alive parent is the way of the spiritual warrior. Now, that being said, you may we may look at uh, what's really going on in our world today. And this is why, to me, this is very important, the conscious parenting, because why as a nation do we allocate so much of our resources to war while we continue to cut education funding for our children? That's a pretty important question. Um, this is like a, a, a culture of death cycle, which has never worked out for the health and spiritual well-being of society. And it doesn't make our children healthy, well, and alive people. And a starting point for getting out of this vicious cycle is to stop the ride long enough to clear the dizziness. And that, I believe, is what's happening with parents throughout the world and particularly in the United States today. And when we are able to be quiet within ourselves, we begin to see how our government prioritizes its budget uh, 
but not towards the really health and well-being of her children. And the objective is a is is more a sense of uh, domination of our children rather than how we can help them flourish. Um, as St. Teresa of Avila said in 1515 to 1582, yes, overthrow any government that makes you weep inside. The child blames the external and focus is his or her energies there. The warrior conquers the realms within and becomes gifted. And really that's what we're, I'm talking about when I talk about a lot of children is conquering, teaching our children to conquer their inner realms and in essence become gifted. Now, the question that we're going to address when we come back from the, from the break is we look into our children as a mirror for ourselves and how we may contribute to helping them become alive children. So before we take our break, I want to mention that this is Dr. Gabriel Cousins. Uh, and this program is called Spiritual Ecstasy. And we are talking about becoming an alive parent. You can reach me at drcousins.com or treealife.mn.co for articles and about parenting and about appropriate nutrition and about spiritual life and about family life and also couple relationships. So we're going to take a break for about 10 seconds. Hi, everyone. I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. Are you ready to master your life? Are you looking for more calm and peace, connectedness in your relationships, more clear communication, guided thoughts, and a confidence in your ability to come up with creative solutions no matter what happens? Then join us at our next experience. Go to superpowerexperts.com and get signed up today. Okay, welcome back to my program, Spiritual Ecstasy. This is Dr. Gabriel Cousins, family holistic physician, family therapist, and author of 13 books, and particularly today talking about conscious parenting, which is one of my books. And the topic is becoming an alive parent. Not so easy in today's world. And that's what we're talking about. Um, and you can reach me at drcousins.com or treeoflife.mn.co for further information on my workshops and seminars and meditation uh, groups and general discussion about spiritual life and life in general. Okay, so we have to ask the question, how am I, as a parent, allocating my precious resources of attention, time, 
money, thought, and other energies to helping myself and really my children become alive in their life. And why do I keep talking about alive? Because our school system in the traditional government-paid system is and has been teaching our children not to be alive, that, that you're almost penalized for being really alive and active and full of joy and a little noisy sometimes. So what do we need to do here in terms of helping our children? And we need to ask this essential question. Am I bringing the aliveness of my divine presence to the experience of breastfeeding, potty training, teaching literacy, or even coaching sports? Am I bringing my, my, my awareness and my aliveness to all these seemingly um, small tasks? But every task, when we're operating as a parent, as an alive parent, creating alive children, every task becomes a special event for communicating aliveness. For example, when our child shares with us his, his drawing or, or his or her homework, are we just going to say, well, I'm going to hurry. Oh, yeah, good job. Without really looking so we can get on to something else? Or is our affirmation sincere? Do I hastily make corrections for them? Or do I take care to see my child as expressed in their work and appreciate their unique developmental journey and explore how I may be of hidden assistance to them and their unique and holy process. Now, underlying this is us as alive parents teaching our children to be alive and to understand that their process is unique, holy, and alive. Now, in the in my travels, I, I visited some Wicholi uh, villages in, in Mexico, and I had the opportunity to see what the elders did. When a child was born, the elders would gather and it, uh, around the child and attempt to tune to the child's sacred design. What, what is this child supposed to be here? And understand what unique gift they have for the world. That's part of becoming alive. Knowing you have a unique gift empowers you in aliveness. And then help as a collective create an early life training plan to help the child manifest their sovereign life purpose. And that's what creates an alive child, is that you are supporting their true expression of their life purpose. Sometimes it's not so easy. I personally was uh, fortunate that when I was four, uh, I announced to my family that I wanted to be a doctor. Nobody in my family had ever been a doctor, but 
nobody said, oh, that's out of your reach or forget about that. No, that's not what happened. I got full support and it did mean a lot. Okay. And our job also is not to let school or government abuse of power, which is a problem, interfere with our ability as parents to authentically parent alive and conscious kids, conscious children. That's our job. How do we help them become alive? Of course, picking a school setting that allows you and supports your aliveness is a very important part of the story. Okay, and uh, what it also means is even helping the child distinguish, and believe me, we can, because I certainly figured it out at a very early age. I mean, <clears throat> you know, in grammar school in second, third, fourth grade times. Um, what my purpose was, and not, and also seeing the school's purpose was not necessarily aligned with me. But nobody was supporting me in, in that. I just kind of had that. And I, I shouldn't say no one. My parents actually did support me in being that unique self and being a little different and not uh, being afraid to stand up for levels of truth as I saw it as a child, but also levels of truth that were actually true that I was seeing as a child. And that goes against such things as the common core curriculum. Being a live child is not common. It's unique. It's alive. And it helps create alive children. But it takes an alive parent to also create that. It's really a lot of work. Okay? And we can see that the institutions, and this is part of the battle that's going on all over the United States right now as we speak, you know, uh, interfering with parents' rights to choose how their children are being educated, what they're being educated about, and certainly those are really hot issues right now, or even such simple things as our right to have our kids have organic, non-GMO foods and supplements, and even to choose whether or not our children should be vaccinated. That being a uh, becoming an increasingly important issue when we are talking about doing early vaccinations of children, uh, where we know that the outcome is the kids who are vaccinated have three times more death. That data is there, so we need to understand that. And I'm being kind of general about the word vaccination, but we are talking about certain antiviral vaccinations. Um, and so we need as parents, which I'm so delighted to see in today's world, um, to stand up against these attempts to undermine our responsibility and our power of conscious evolutionary choice that protects our kids the right of our kids to be alive, conscious, and spiritually evolved. Now, 
the biggest issue is how do we communicate that to our children? And it's, it's by us living that way. It's by us as parents being the example of that. That's the, that. And then encouraging that seed within them. Governments and bureaucrats have never been better parents than real parents. And guess what? They never meant to be either. Um, and every government that's trying to educate the children and take them away from the parents, kids don't do so well. And usually those systems actually don't work. And they haven't consistently over time in the different political systems. Um, so alive and conscious children call for alive and conscious parents. So we want to create a live, conscious child. We have to become alive and conscious. Now, that's a great challenge. It's actually a great gift. Okay? Um, but that means we, as conscious parents, need to proactively take on full parenting power and responsibility. We need to take that back. And again, that is a movement that is happening all over the United States for sure. Um, and the our role as parents, and I'm going to also say grandparents in many cases, is that is to be all weather mentors under all the different situations for our kids. Um, and the we have to help our kids see through the different tactics of the intimidation and uh, fear, and misinformation, and physical force to control our children. And that, of course, is a big issue. And I'll, I'll bring it down to what we call unconditional love. Unconditional love has boundaries. Unconditional love allows you to love a kid no matter what, but at the same time, they have to know boundaries. They have to know uh, ways to act that elevate them consciously. So we can't just say unconditional love and do whatever you want, and it's fine. That's a very different thing than saying, I love you unconditionally, but there are boundaries to in which to guide yourself that have been around for thousands of years, things like respecting your parents, all that works in many ways. Um, and we um, become alive as parents when we start to, to see these, these unconscious trends, domination. See, the boundaries are taken the wrong way can be domination and control tools rather than understanding that they're ways of guiding people. Uh, they become an enslavement. They can be rather than conscious choices to love, support, and steward the unfolding of a new life. And that's the tricky part of this whole thing. Because it's unconditional love, 
and at the same time with appropriate boundaries so that, that they can grow physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. What's an appropriate boundary? A healthy eating. What's an appropriate uh, emotional help? Well, we call it emotional IQ. We have mental IQ, but emotional IQ is actually a whole trend of teaching that I was involved in maybe 30 years ago, um, where we help kids learn about their emotions, learn how to express their emotions uh, in, in constructive ways. So that's it. It's, it's unconditional. The love is unconditional, but the kids also have to learn how to channel that energy at the highest level. Um, and as our parenting, uh, say, methods, or let's say understanding evolve, our children regain a sense of their own unique divine expression because they also see we're also growing with them. And they are divine beings. And, uh, and in that process, they are no longer taught to exist with a slave mentality. They don't need to accept that. Those are what we see in um, tyrannical societies, which we do not have to participate in if we can't do that. Okay? And, and so our, we don't raise our children as slaves. You can't be in a live child and a live parent where you're teaching kids to be slaves. It is not compatible. So in another level, it's understanding parenting as a golden opportunity. And that's what we're talking about. For us to tap into our compassion, inner peace, strength as part of our unique expression of the divine. And that's why raising children, as I said before, is the way of the spiritual warrior. It is not so easy. It's a lot of fun. It's very rewarding. But it's not necessarily so easy to approach parenting as a spiritual warrior and take a, a clear boundaries when you need to. I'll go with uh, unconditional love. But be that nurturing, loving person in the midst of all that. Um, because our kids rely on us, whether we know it or not, to serve their development, to mentor their development, to love their development. Our kids, that's just the way it's nature designed it. Okay, but it's us to step into that role. Okay, um, you know, as a biological mother, you're sharing your body literally for nine months. <clears throat> and for the father, it means all forms of nurturing, short of pregnancy, birthing, and breastfeeding, of course. For the teacher or daycare professional, this means accepting perhaps less pay and lower social status because the kids are need highest quality people at as young age as possible because that's where most of the deep personality qualities are 
are, are really developed, particularly before the age of seven. So for people who want to go into early child development, kindergarten, teaching, first grade, we, we need to really have a lot more respect for them because it, it's an extremely powerful job in terms of how you're shaping kids' lives. Um, and I know for myself, I, re I remember my kindergarten teacher and my first and second grade and third grade teacher, actually fourth grade and fifth grade teacher as well. Um, they really cared. I felt really cared about it. I went to a public school, uh, a school that was over 100 years old, um, but just straight public school and the the teachers were really very special and and they they made a, a, la a lasting impression on me so these are people that i feel you know looking back at it really made some choices to be present as full human beings for us young children as we're growing. And that's what we're talking about. And that's, of course, what parents have to do, too. Um, and, of course, in the way, you know, we, our kids' growth stimulates us to look at some uncomfortable ouchies in our own life. Okay? What am I saying here? I am saying that holistic parenting and grandparenting is spiritual work. That's what I'm saying. And we we need to, we, we it's to everybody's advantage if we actually see it that way. Okay? And the kids need models. They need models. So it asks us to live our own life as courageously and as, and as alive as possible. Okay? And also disciplined. And that's part of the joy of parenting. So uh, I'm going to say it this way. Alive parenting is, is a holistic alternative, okay, to what we may call allopathic parenting. What's that? An allopathic approach to healthcare, we use drugs to, you know, modify their personality um, rather than treating any root cause of imbalances that are going on or nutritional deficiencies. Uh, uh, the truth is ADD is actually not a symptom of a Ritalin deficiency. And I will tell you, with, uh, as a holistic physician, we see at least 90% of kids being healed of ADD with holistic approach. So it can be done and it makes a much more permanent, uplifting way of being for them. So these are kind of thoughts to consider. Um, so what, what is it about the live parenting here? It's, 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 it's to create a setting for the growth of alive and conscious children. It's as simple as that. I've kind of said it in different ways, but that's what we're talking about. And it's to see our role 
as models, but also service to a new life, our child's life, that has an innate soul intelligence and is really worthy of our respectful support. Really worthy. How many kids feel they're worthy of that? Well, we love them for love's sake, okay, I understand, but how many kids feel they're worthy of this? Well, that's a pretty important little message. A lot of people, as I see as a family therapist and psychiatrist, as adults don't feel they're worthy. Well, where do they get that idea? Well, it starts at a young age. So one of the things that we, we need to think about is how do we relate to our kids in a way that they feel worthy? They feel uh, life is meaningful for them. And as Rabbanas Tagore once said, every child comes with the message that God is not yet discouraged of humanity. In other words, humanity does have the spark of God. So these are, uh, in a sense, the, the, the key, okay? Um, and in this process, the child doesn't exist to satisfy the egoic needs of the parent or grandparent or teacher or corporation or government or even the clergy, okay? The ch our children are here for the same pur purpose we're here, to know God be the full expression of their God-given potential. Our role as parents, as mentors, in this process is help them reach their full God-given potential. And to walk the earth as a full human being. And this is the... Uh, within the child, their innate intention to thrive and to be the full being uh, that they're meant to be. So as we conclude, I want to remind you that our children are our responsibility to help become the fullness of who they're meant to be, to become the full potential of who they're meant to be. Our role is to support them in understanding their full potential and reaching their full potential. So again, my name is Dr. Gabriel Cousins. I'm a holistic physician, psychiatrist, family therapist. I uh, have a uh, the Tree of Life Foundation where all my programs are listed. Uh, and you can reach me at drcousins.com or treeoflife.mn.co where we can, uh, you can find out more about me and about our different programs to support you in becoming the fullest alive person that you can be. And in that way, helping your child, your children, become the fullest expression that they could be. 
So I want to bless you with uh, first a little bit of a task, which is to examine in your life ways you can now add to your life that helps you become a fully alive parent and in that process helping you become a fully alive parent that can help your children grow up as fully alive, creative, expression, soul-filled beings in this world. So peace be with you. And, and again, you can reach me at uh, drcousins.com or treealife.mn.co. You can also get my book, Conscious Parenting, which gives you a, a, a very comprehensive understanding of the whole meaning of conscious parenting. Till then, peace be with you. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.